0: This is Talking Golf with your host, Dave Frem and Brian Fitzgibbons from Cyprian Keys Golf Club.
1: Welcome to Talking Golf. I'm David Frem, General Manager of
2: Cyprian Keys Golf Club. And I'm Brian Fitzgibbons, Director of Instruction at Cyprian Keys Golf Club. David, good morning as always.
1: Morning, Brian. How are you? Very good. I know we want to get to the PGA, but uh, there's a couple of the stories I want to just throw out of you in this first segment here. One is just, um, it's been such an an amazing week with Spieth at the Travelers and then the British Open that... um, and I'm not getting into politics, but there was a great tournament at Trump Bedminster, the U.S. Women's Open, now probably about three, four weeks ago.
2: Yeah, it was about a month ago. And now. I just
1: want to uh, throw out just sort of what happened, and, and turn it over to you for your thoughts, because uh, Shan Shan Feng from China, who's actually quite a good player, mm-hmm. he was a third round leader. Um, she ended up uh, losing uh, in the final round. Uh, Second place went to a 17-year-old amateur, (laughs) Hai Jin Choi, who was, like, close to 30 yards longer than Shan Shan in the final round. Yep. And uh – she actually had a share of the lead through 15 holes of the final round until yeah, she had one bad swing on I think uh, on the 16th or 17th she put it in the water ended up losing by two right to another Korean who I've never heard of be, not saying I don't know Koreans but there's so many good ones there's so many good the players. winner who uh, Sung Hyung Park who's only 23 years old she won by two she won six times on the Korean tour last year. Unreal. And she actually played with Lexi Thompson who's a real, not in the US Open but in a prior tournament and was out driving her regularly by close to 20 yards. Yep. She's one of these few uh, women who can hit it like 300 yards and just just to get this, she's a a thin woman, just can generate tons of swing speed and um, so again, you know, we had Lydia Ko and and Arya Jintagarn and Who's the other one I'm thinking of? Uh, another uh, one who's in the mix. I mean, you got young guys like Brooke Henderson. Oh, uh, got
0: it.
2: I'll, I'll never get her last But name.
1: then you got... Uh, and, and then there's a new number one now. Who won the gold medal at the Olympics? Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, you got... He'll come to I'm us. I'm blanking
2: on her last Me name. Me too. I she apologize. was phenomenal for
1: a while. Um, yes. But then you got this another woman who everyone... When she won, everyone's like, well, it's about time. She's a phenomenal player. So the women's game... Uh, oh, and, and Sue Young... Roy, I forget her name, but there's a new Korean woman who's number one in the world now. And... Um, yeah. It's yes. just, oh, NB Park. There we that, go. That's exactly So that's, that's she's uh, a former phenomenal player who hasn't done much, been hurt a little bit. but Four or five majors at least that yeah. I can think of
2: off the top of my head. Yeah, but
1: all these great players, and I know the Karina, and they're all, I feel bad for Brittany Altamari, who's our favorite LPGA golfer, mm-hmm. playing out of Cyprian, of course, but um, who's going to keep her card. She's playing well, she's making money and making cuts. But at like 26, 27 years old, she's like, There's got to be a a dozen women out there that are just, you know, when when she is in the top 0.001% of the best female golfers in the world, there's a small segment of these people that are just – you know, they're scary good, and I don't see it stopping anytime soon. There's always someone new coming out of the woodwork. Agreed. And I, I think
2: that that circles back to as much as we've talked about to <clears throat> the Tiger Woods effect on American golf and what happened and how the many young guns we have. To me, it's a Pack effect. And you remember how she basically came out of not nowhere, but when she was at her prime. I don't know how many majors she won. I don't know if you don't have another No, I don't, no, I don't but a a definitely
1: few, f- a few. A definitely
2: yeah. a few. Dominant player, and I think that she changed the culture, and that's why you're seeing so many good young Korean players, some from China, that she changed the, the landscape of what women golfers in every part of the world can do, and that's why if you flip on the LPGA leaderboard, it's so well-rounded with where are the people from. I mean, you got the people from Europe. It's just amazing to me. And I always, just like you do, I keep it, kind of an eye on it. And every week, if you're watching leaderboard on Saturday or Sunday, there's a different name that you don't know who it is. And that just gives, to your point, it gives legs to this so much depth. We've said that a million times. But if you watch it, uh, the talent level is so much better than it was in the days of, say, Betsy King and Patty Sheehan. It's crazy how good they are. And it's fun to see, but I'm telling you, you can't keep up with all these different names and people, young
1: kids, 17 year old amateur. It's amazing how much talent there is. And this, and, you know, Justin Rose, who was a 17 year old mm-hmm. amateur at the British Open at Berkdale in 98 you know, he who turned out to be a phenomenal major winner, of course. It took him a long time to do that. This 17-year-old at the U.S. Women's Open, everyone's saying, she's a player. I mean, of course you're a player if you can compete at any level as a 17-year-old. Better believe it. But it it just, I mean, and I I wish I had the date in front of me, but I read somewhere a few weeks ago that like a 14- or 15-year-old won on like the Korean tour or the Japanese tour. It's crazy how young things are. I feel like if my daughter Sophie, who's 16, is listening, get going. You're not, you know, you're falling behind all these people. You're way behind the curve. No, I'm just joking. She's she's, yeah. a, she's a kid, and that's the way she should be. She's, yeah. a, you know, having know. fun. Uh, but this is maybe a good segue into something else I wanted to throw out at you because I think you'd have fun when I throw out these stats that. Um, The youth movement, obviously, on the LPGA Tour has been well chronicled for years. Crazy. But given what's happened on the PGA Tour the past few years, of Mm. course, when you and I were growing up, you know, you peak in your 30s. Now you got Rory and Day and Spieth and Thomas and all these young guys. Yep. So in, in the week 27 of the 2017, I forget what week that was, but that's going back about a month now, the top 10 on the world ranking... The average age was 30. Six yeah. were in their 20s. I'll just read them real quick. Yeah. DJ Hideki, Spieth, Rory, Sergio, Day, Stenson, who's 41, Rom, Norrin, Fowler. Mm. So, well, obviously, these guys are getting much younger. And, of course, Sergio at 37 and Stenson at 41 skew the the numbers. Yeah. But then they compared it. In the same week of 2007, 97, and 87... Oh, I want to hear this. Uh, only two of... Each of those years were in their 20s. So let me throw this out. The average age in 2007 of the top 10 in the world, and here, here they are. Hopefully, our listeners will have as much fun as me throwing out their names yep. as you. Um, Woods, yep. Furick, Mickelson, Scott, who was one of the 20 year olds, Els, Singh, Stenson, Ogilvy, Donald, Luke Donald, who was the other 20 year old in Harrington. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> so, decent names, but yep. again, much older. Right, the average age in '97 was 36 and a half years.
2: Davis Love.
1: Uh, actually, head. no, he wasn't in there. But only two were in their 20s, and number one and number three. Number one was Woods. Number Course. two was Norman. Number three was Els, Norm. who I forget that at one point Els was in his 20s because he's been playing for <laughs> oh, some. he's been there forever. Here are the rest of them: uh, Carl Montgomery, Nick Price, Tom Lehman, Steve Elkington, Jumbo Osaki, who was eighth in the world at 50 years old. Yeah, so, I know. Marco O'Meara, and Nick Faldo. So just – and then let me just throw out 87. Yeah. Uh, Tom Kite, for sure. Actually, Had to be. No, believe it or not, uh, wow. the average age was just over 32. Uh, Greg Norman, Seve, Bernard Langer, who was in his 20s. Tommy yep. Nakajima, who was fourth. I didn't know he was ever yeah. that good. Uh,
2: he was good for a long Payne time. Payne Stewart,
1: Sandy Lyle, <clears throat> Curtis Strange, Lanny Watkins, Isao Aoki, and Larry Mize, who was also in his 20s. Yep. But just wow. – you look at these names, and most of these names um, – Really turned out to be maybe not all-time greats, but uh, close to all-time greats. But no question, yes. Just, and you look at the list now, and, and you feel I feel like there's almost more potential all-time greats now, even though they're all much younger than they were even those past three years. It's just a, it's a great. That's a really neat thing you just did. But in
2: terms of it's definitely becoming younger. And I think you're right. It skews it with Henrik Stenson and Sergio being older. Uh, how many times have you said, we've said this, the guys, the younger guys on tour now are so loaded for bear. And the women's tour we just talked about, of course, that we already know that, but no one's scared anymore. And the names you were rattling off from in 87 made me laugh, like Curtis Strange and Larry Mize. And it seemed like back then, even 87, 97. You had to go through a pedigree and kind of go through, you take your lumps and so forth, to get to where you want to be. Whether it's top ten in the world or uh, whatever it might be, now you just don't feel that anymore. I mean, it does. There's no fear anymore. We we all know who that dates back to, but it's pretty amazing to see what we're seeing.
1: No, you're right. I mean, you look at the names like Norman, who uh, now has fewer majors in his career than Spieth has in at 20. Think about that one for yeah. a second. You know, you got guys like uh, Tom Lehman, who, who who came out of the uh, the former Nike Tour, Hogan Tour, actually. Um, guys like. Uh, Osaki and Nakajima who played a lot in the Japan tour. Yep. Yeah they all paid their dues and, and, and it's very different and yep. now and actually let me give you one name that we didn't talk about uh, last week during the British Open show is that if speed continued to falter and if Matt Kutcher fought, Oh dude. yeah. Oh, there was a guy sitting there at minus him. six, uh <clears throat> how tong I think his first name is Lee, Chinese guy who shot sixty three in the final round. That could glossed over, but continue, yes. Right. Twenty one years old. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize he was that young. And yep. just these guys are coming out of you know everywhere. Everywhere. And um and of course, you know, what's interesting is is the, the tournament uh, what was it called? The Barbasol Championship. The Barbasol Championship. Which was obviously on the P J tour. The opposite field event. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were about four guys on top that were shooting for their first win. One guy was like 42. And, yep. So very different. But like the, the superstars of the sport now are, are really young. And yes, we get to the point that uh, almost anyone can win. Um, Literally. Even though the best players seem to have some staying power. But it's just fascinating how things have changed. And you're right. It all goes back to Tiger and uh, him doing what he did at the age he did. Yep. And people, now people like Speeth and Rory, you know. They have Tiger uh, on their wall, or had they Tiger. They do, on their and wall. I'll,
2: I'll tell you what. Since you brought it up, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on Tiger, but I vividly remember after Tiger won his first event back in Las Vegas in '96 or whatever 96, it was, '96, yep. and he interviewed with Curtis Strange. Do you remember this? What I'm going to say? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And correct. Tiger was explaining to Curtis Strange that second stinks. Yeah. Won't say the other word. He said, but that's just the way I am. You know, I, I want to win every tournament I play in. And Curtis Strange gave him this most unbelievably condescending look and said, well, well you'll learn. Right. And, well, we clearly know now that Curtis learned. How, what it, And I think that that was the birthplace of all—and we've said it a million times—of all these guys now. They, ex, they don't have to kowtow to the veterans or, you know, have to worry about paying their dues. They come on the tour— Ready to run and literally expect to win. It's it's just amazing to me how different it was when we were in our twenties, watching. You know, if a twenty something when we were in our twenties was leading the British Open, Michael Campbell, perfect example. Right, Right. you knew he would shoot a million at some point, whether Saturday or Sunday, and never be seen again uh, for that tournament. Now you can't say that because they're all so.
1: So so much tougher, I think, and so much more prepared than they were back in our day. Right, and I think what's interesting, not and of course, Curtis to this day says, I stand by what I said. I just did not know it was Tiger because mm. for anyone else, you know, that would make sense. Of course, it, of course he'll, it would. Tiger didn't. But and not not to take away from Tiger's legacy, uh, you know, Tiger has had one thing going for him that you know, Jordan and Rory don't, which is that he came out and just had that mentality, played phenomenal, and was. 30 yards longer than just about everybody, and of had course. that intimidation factor, much yeah. like Nicholas did when Nicholas came out. So now, you know, Jordan Spieth and Rory don't have the intimidation factor, but they have the mindset. So they don't care. I mean, they just have that confidence that they may not be intimidating their fellow 20-something. Doesn't matter. Who's just as confident. But they're not going to back down. Whereas, you know, a 20-something gets up there, sees Tiger blowing at 40 yards past him, and he's like, I got no chance, and wilts mm-hmm. away. These guys don't wilt away. Right Now, they're streaky. You know, Justin Thomas can win two or three in a row and then miss four cuts. shoot um, It's phenomenal to watch. And, uh, well, we haven't gotten the PGA Championship uh, coming up next week. This just goes to show you that I guess we can... Make some picks, but um, it's going to be tough because so many people can win now. Right. Which is why last week when I said Mickelson's got a chance next year at the U.S. Open, he really doesn't. It's the young guys that are going to have. It's win. all over now. I think we'll but get to that after. We're the break. out of time, so let's we'll come back and talk about the P.J. Championship. Can do. It.
0: by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hey, welcome
1: back to talking golf uh pga championship my championship yes <laughs> and you just missed out maybe next year you get a chance actually <laughs> the folks the pga pros and there's 20 that make the field the they haven't set actually they have set the pga champ national which uh no yes you've already had to qualify for next year's right no. No. Okay. So that's so. Yeah. You missed out on this year, but you still hope for you well, and Spies and everyone, <laughs> and there's the Rochers for two thousand and eighteen. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm tempted to sit in right now and say, you know what, Spies on a roll. History is going to be made. I'm going to pick him. Right. But, you know, Rory probably wants it. There's so many good players that, that that I don't know who I would pick. I mean, you and I said we're going to wing it today, right, because who we're going to pick. But right. it's going to be a fun, fun championship. It's actually at Quail Hollow, which is a well-received course on the tour. Well-respected, yes. Uh, which I think came on tour, what, about four or five years ago, the Wells Fargo Championship? Uh, yeah, they're I Within think the, the last, last have been, 10
2: years, for sure. I think that was Rory's first P J Tour win. I th- when he shot like 63-62 on the 62 weekend. In the, yeah, in the- Made the cut in the number and one. Yes. Right, I think he shot 62 Ricky in the last round. the famous shot on the 18th fairway right, right. to win his tournament. Uh, yeah.
1: So it's, it's a great course, great theater. It's it go, I think it's going to have quite a few fans, and um, it's always was in great condition on tour. I don't think they played the Wells Fargo there this year, obviously, because of the PGA. No, they didn't. But um, a little bit of an unknown venue, but not like Aaron Hills or Chambers Bay on the for the U.S. Open because this has held a tournament, so they know right. what to expect. They know where to put the pins. They know how to set up the course to... They got a lot of data on, on that, and I just think. Um, I mean, I can't wait. I mean, I've you and I have both struggled this year with catching a lot of live action for sure. the majors because of our own schedules with Cyprian. But um, I just think it's going to be. I can't wait to see it. And, and I just, I, I know that at the end of the day on Saturday and Sunday is going to be close. I think you're going to see Rory and Spieth, and you're probably going to see some young guy like uh, like Thomas or Daniel Berger in the sure. mix. And actually. My wishful thinking, and I don't want to steal your thunder, but let me turn over to you with this. I'd love to see Matt Kuchar in the mix. you think, given what happened at the British Open, you think he's got a chance? Oh, I'd love that. No, I don't. <laughs> I, to be
2: perfectly honest, that would be really cool based on what he did. And I do like the proximity from the British Open to the PGA where it's kind of close together. Actually, I Actually, like you know, that. like
1: years ago, it was like a week apart. And one little cool stat. Right. Sorry to interrupt. That's okay. When Ben Hogan won his three majors in nineteen fifty three, I know what you're going to say he couldn't play in the PGA, right. because he couldn't get back from the British Open in time. That's exactly to play. right. Yes. So again, there's some history that you got to look at, never never taking away what Tiger did with the Tiger Slam, but uh, Ben Hogan didn't win the Grand couldn't Slam, play. because but he played he won all three majors in yep. which he played that year. So, phenomenal. Which is
2: unheard of. and But to me, the, the, the proximity is close. They've spaced out a little bit, as you said. But let's be blunt. As much as I jokingly call it my championship because I'm a PGA member, it's definitely the fourth of the four. And that's okay. We're okay with that. But my point is that I think there's less stress on this major for the players... Than there is at Augusta. then there is at the U.S. Open and the Open Championship. It's it's pretty clear. I mean, just go down a list of people that won the tournaments: Jimmy Walker, Jeff Sluman. Uh, I could give you a million names of like we really wouldn't consider them a major championship, a major championship winner, I should say. But I think that's part of the fun of it. Like they, they'll go into it, well, they know it's a major championship, but there's just that tick
1: less pressure. Does that make sense to you? I mean I think it's it's not like a regular tour event, but it's no. the closest major to a regular tournament with the with the pressure ratcheted up. Yes. But it's not you know, you're not walking in there like um like the British Open you just sort of need to understand the way to play Lynx golf and take the good with the bad and yes. the weather could be a factor. The Masters you just gotta be able to handle the Greens and the US Open this year, notwithstanding, you got to be able to handle the fact that, you know, par is a fantastic score. Yes. And we talked a few weeks ago about how the British Open always seems to produce the oldest champions, even mm-hmm. you know, Phil Mickelson and Henrik Stenson and Darren Clark. And you can go back. The PGA... Sean McKeel. Yeah. I mean, part of it is is that, that some of their made their winners have not... You know, uh, Rich Beam's a great guy. I mean, I love him as a commentator. But, you know, I mean, mo- there's a more... Uh, run of the mill PGA championship winners. Although they've done a great job the past say 10 15 years of going to better courses and trying yes. to uh, ratchet it up a little bit but and uh just speaking of the, the chalk, you know, the best players, uh, I the reason I keep throwing out spieth and I want your take on some of the best players and who you think is going to contend. Like I keep coming back to spieth because partly it would be phenomenal history, phenomenal theater if he can contend. But when I he won the Masters are. and U.S. Open in two thousand and fifteen. Fifteen, yes. He finished one shot out of the playoff that Zach Johnson won. Right. The, and so he's impervious to that pressure. Right. And given what he did at the British Open three weeks ago, or two weeks ago, um, I think he's got a great shot. And I still feel like out of all the, the big three or big five, whatever you want to talk about now, you know, he's going to be there. And, and and I hope that some other big names will be there too. Me too. A couple of things real quick. One of the fun parts about this tournament. Is the TV
2: coverage is really good? Like we always beg for the Masters to show more. Right? Right. You know, the Masters comes on at two o'clock on Saturday and Sunday. It comes on at three o'clock on Friday, on Thursday and Friday. We're all dying for it to come on. Right. The fun part about this is TNT covers it. I think it's from ten to one, goes right to CBS, right. so you get a lot of coverage, which is a lot, much more enjoyable in terms of a TV coverage. But having said that, in terms of big names, there's one guy now that I'm going to zero in on that showed some flashes of uh, what he was doing before he got hurt at the Masters. Is Dustin Johnson? And you know, I go back and forth on him. Um, but there was some stuff going on at the British
1: Open in a good way. Uh, and although he did, he played great the, the the day of Grace's 62. He had a shot to go low as well. Shot 64. Although he. Um, The last day he shot the worst round of anyone uh, on the field at 77. I
2: was just going to say he was horrible on Sunday because I think he gets the what I jokingly refer to as the Fred Couples mentality. When he knows he can't win, it's just, I'll see you later and pack it in. That's just my opinion. (coughs) But I think he might be something you'll hear from him at the PGA Championship. I mean, he was,
1: you think about all the people we've talked about on air this year. And uh, I mean, we were talking. You know, last he year. He is tough to figure out. Last boy. year, we were talking about the big three, Rory Day and Speeth. Yep. And then we weren't. We were talking about Hideki. He was all of our shortlists for the Masters. He was on mine. And then, of course, um, and then Dustin Johnson replaced him as the shortlist until he fell down three stairs at his hasn't house. has been the same since. And you're right. And then, of course, um, you know, then Kepka comes on board and he does not seem like a flash in the pan to us. No. And, you know, uh, Justin Thomas did what he did. And then Speeth did what he did. And so you can name. And, of course, Thomas, not only from what he did at the U.S. Open, but he also won those three in a row back at the beginning of the year. Everyone forgets that uh, now. I mean, uh, and it, all these names, um, I almost say, I mean, can you imagine what our President's Cup team is going to be like this year? Oh, my God. Year? It's, it's going to uh, be crazy. And crazy. Uh, there's so many. good, And then you got guys like John Rahm, who have won a couple times. Uh, he's got some controversy in terms of a couple rules. We'll get to that policies. down the road. Well, yes. Yeah, no time today, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, you know, Sergio won the Masters. We're not even talking about him. And, you know, what about... then? you got to think about this. There's got to be, what, half a dozen names like Tong Lee and and maybe not Austin Connolly, but some of these names that come out of nowhere. Brandon Grace. There's so many... We glossed right those.
2: over that one. I mean, you're right. And I think that this um, tournament, the PGA Championship, is typically a coming-out party for someone that you maybe haven't heard. And I think back to Sean McKeel, which, as you said... He wins the, uh, at Oak Hill. He beat Chad Campbell. And then he went to, into the Abyss. But no one knew who he was. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy Walker, we always have been on him. Right. And he's, he not, playing, play, right, he's gr- not
1: playing well this year just because he's, he's been terrible. hurt. Yeah, but yes, I think he hurt. hurt or Lyme's disease or something like that. But
2: he was, even before he won the PGA Championship, we would laugh because, in, you know, in November, December, January, he'd be winning the Sony Open right. and this and that. And the, kind of the, quote, B events. Then he wins the PGA Championship. I don't view uh, Jimmy Walker as in the same way as I do, say, Zach Johnson. I know Zach has won too, but you get my point. The PGA Championship winner, a lot of times you're like, oh, all right, Jeff Sluman, he's a pretty good player. That, as I said when we first started this discussion, leads to more people feeling comfortable under heavy duress on Sunday. Yes, we had that great duel between Jason Day and Jordan Spieth at Whistling Straits, which was awesome to watch. But I think that this tournament has more of a capability of a couple, two, three people on the leaderboard Sunday that you can really kind of grasp, root for, because you know this is probably going to be their only chance to win a
1: major. That's my point. And actually, you brought up a great name who I would love to see contend is Zach Johnson. You know, do you hear the story about the British Open that he played terrible? I most certainly did. I love that quote. He, he play, uh, you might know the quote better than me, but he played terrible on fr- Thursday. He played great on Friday. He said he channeled his angry Zach. His angry Zach Johnson. Yes, he did. Which, Imagine course, that. Yeah, he's like the nicest guy on tour. Yep. And he's talking about his angry Zach Johnson. But again, he's he's on the cusp of Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, we actually talked about Padraig Harrington maybe is over the cusp, even though he's had three majors, but kind of a middling career otherwise. It's probably going to make it, but yes. Uh, but I'd love to see Zach contend and, you know, the PJ tends to be set up a little bit better for the longer hitters. Certainly last year. That's the problem. Um, yes. Because of... You know, glad you brought wet. that up. So, we'll have to see, but uh, there's so many good storylines and, and, and I think Quill Hollow will set up very, very well because uh, as a new course... Uh, you usually get a little bit more honest feedback from the players. Sure. I mean, um, and any, actually any course like some of the you know, ones that – like the Nissan Open uh, where, where they play that at Riviera. Riviera. It's been around for 50 years, <clears throat> 80 years. And everyone loves it, and they go there because of it. Maybe big hitters don't because it's much more of a shot Creative course. shot-makers, yes. But no one's really complained about the Wells Fargo Quill Hollow course. Um and I think it's going to set up. I just hope they set it up to, to kind of give everyone a little bit of a chance. I really don't want to see a 7,800-yard $7, $7, golf course. I'd rather yeah, see it uh, give them a little more flexibility. And, and It'll uh, be neat to see the
2: golf course. I will say this, and you alluded to the Ricky Fowler shot Um and this is the place that uh, Patrick Reed hit a shot from under the trees, if I'm not mistaken, to win his first tournament. Oh, you might be right, yeah. But anyway, the Speaking 18th hole— Speaking of somebody we never think is going to win a major. I, I know. Well, we'll get to him down the road, too. But, <laughs> but the 18th hole is really tough. So I think that if you're looking for a—if there's some drama, but hopefully there will be on Sunday, with the last group or whatever, whether the leader has to make a par or a birdie, the 18th hole is really tough, and it's going to provide some drama. Yeah, uh, that's the best part for me, because the 18th hole, when it's easy, God bless St. Andrews, I love it, when they play the Open Championship there, they can blast it any place, and typically it's a kind of a foregone conclusion. Right. This PGA Championship won't be, because the 18th hole, when you guys see it, new you listeners, it's a really tough hole. Yeah. So there's going to be things happening in 18. 18th.
1: Right. So let's, um, let's do this. I want two programming notes before I forget. One mm-hmm. is that, as always, WTAG has been very kind to us. We'll mm-hmm. be live next weekend for an hour to talk about what's happening uh, for the last round Hopefully of the PGA Championship. Yep. And, again, I've mentioned this on the air, and, you know, we love to talk about golf, but as listeners, we hope you spend every Sunday morning with us and go play golf. Uh, obviously, Cyprian Keys uh, just recently uh, turned 20 and uh, we have a couple $20 rates that if you come up during the week or on Saturday and Sunday afternoons, i.e. today, if you can play uh, $20 for nine holes of golf or you can play $20 for two of you guys this afternoon on the par three. And our goal there is just to be proud of being 20 years old, but it's an opportunity because, unfortunately, we're all pressed for time sometimes. That's and for sure. Just hope you have a chance to come out and play. We'd love you to listen as well. And um, do we need to make a pick for the PGA? Do it. Right. Off the top of your head, go uh, Spieth, Dustin Johnson. All right. Well, we'll see if we're right. I get it. You know, Brian has had some great picks. this year. I was year. close. I was close, and I I picked the Masters as a dark horse, and I still love yes, your future you pick for British Open. Still, know how you came up with that one. <laughs> but until uh, next week, everybody, enjoy your day, and uh, hopefully, we'll see you at Cyprian. See soon. you soon.
0: Have a great day. That's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening to Talking Golf with your hosts Dave Fram and Brian Fitzgibbons from Cyprian Keys Golf Club.